Hey everyone, it is another day of God's grace and you have found Alter Echo and that makes me very happy. This is Pastor Andy Smith, St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Let's come into the presence of God together and join our faith. Well, hello everyone. We come together for another episode of Alter Echo and one of the things that we can count on is that all of us are connected in the Holy Spirit across the miles it doesn't matter who we are or where we are. The inclusiveness of the gospel of Jesus for all of the children of God, that's everyone, is for you and for me. So, welcome to Alter Echo for this week. Depending on where you are and when you are listening to it, you are either ending this week that was gravity-laden with all kinds of human experience or you're beginning a brand new week. In either way, we are coming in hope today. You know that I live in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, if you are listening from outside of Minnesota. And not only I and and us here, but you as well. And the whole world watched a week that changed life. One of the things that occurs to me is that the pain of life is so very real for so many. And that includes especially our brothers and sisters who are people of color. We have to go to their aid This is what it means to be a Christian, to look out for those who are oppressed as much or more than anyone else. It occurs to me this week that one of our primary tasks right now especially is to begin anew to understand what it means to be black in America. And I want to give you that challenge because we are brothers and sisters. We have to expand our perspective beyond where we have been. We see the challenges in this world by those who don't have a perspective that is bigger than just themselves and that are prejudiced and bigoted, those kinds of perspectives. We need to counter those as God's people. We are much bigger than that. We are the community of the children of God, every single last person. And so I thank you for your faith, and I thank you for your hope, and I thank you for your faith-filled action in the world to be the people of God, to be the gospel in the world, to lift up those who need lifting up, to extend love to those who are unloved, to be the bright, shining voice of peace for those who feel lost and left out. So I thank you, dear friends. Should we get to the reading today? The reading is from Acts. It's chapter 8. You'll recognize it. It's Philip intersecting with the Ethiopian eunuch on the road back to Ethiopia after the eunuch has been to Jerusalem on a pilgrimage. Let me read it for you and then we'll talk about it. It's Acts 8, 26 through 35. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go over to the chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard the eunuch reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, Do you understand what you are reading? He replied, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. 
Now, the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb, silent before its shearer. So he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe this generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop. And both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus. And as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Dear friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me, everyone? God, help us to stop and give you a chance to do Easter work in our lives and in our world. Amen. Well, we are picking up where we left off last Sunday, last weekend. We are the Easter people of the Easter God. We need to remember that and proclaim it. I'm going to invite you, if you want right now, just to pause the podcast and find on the website of St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, which is www.sjlcl.org. Sjlcl.org. Go to that website, and in the middle column of that first bar of information, you'll see a column entitled Easter 2021. Just go halfway down that column and click on the button that says Easter Season Toolkit. Go ahead and do that right now. Pause the podcast if you want. What I'm asking you to look for is to scroll down in that PDF that pops up to April 25th, and particularly the poem, I Praise You for This Resurrection Madness. I'm going to read that in just a second. But I want to ask you first today, do you know what your purpose is in life? <laughs> it's a big question that people have been searching for over and over again in their lives for years and years and years. But here's the answer. The purpose of your life is to bring glory to God. The purpose of your life is to glorify God. I really like how they put it in the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which is one of the Presbyterians' catechisms. They say the purpose and the chief end of human life is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Isn't that beautiful? The chief end to human life is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Just stop and think about that for a second. Wouldn't it change your posture in almost everything if in your mind you had so ingrained this purpose that instinctually you thought of it as you did everything that you do? I am here to glorify God. What I do, what I say, how I say it, 
with the emotion that I bring, I am here to glorify God. In our baptisms in the ELCA, and I suspect in many other denominations as well, we hand off a candle to those who are baptized. And curiously, the eunuch was baptized in this story, and we happen to have a baptism at church this weekend as well. We hand that candle to the sponsors, to the godparents of the baptized, and we repeat Jesus' words that they might repeat them to this child as the child grows up. And the words are, Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. It's not about bringing glory unto ourselves, is it? No. Living the baptized life, living the Christian life, is about bringing glory to God, even through all we do. And we have that possibility all the time. So, let me take you to that poem now, called I Praise You for This Resurrection Madness by Reverend Ted Loder. It's out of his book, Gorillas of Grace. And let me just read that for us to start today, because this changes our perspective on who we are in this world right now, living the Easter life. Lord, of such amazing surprises, as put a catch in my breath and wings on my heart, I praise you for this joy, too great for words, but not for tears and songs and sharing, for mercy that blots out my betrayals and bids me begin again, and to limp on, to hop, skip, and jump on, to mend what is broken in and around me, and to forgive the breakers for this yes to life and laughter, to love and lovers, and to my unwinding self, for this kingdom unleashed in me, and I in it forever." And no dead ends to growing, to choices, to chances, to calls to be just. No dead ends to living, to making peace, to dreaming dreams, to being glad of heart. For this resurrection madness, which is wiser than I, and in which I see how great you are, how full of grace. Alleluia. Now, I want you, after that poem, to hear about a joy for our lives, for everyone's life, given by God in his resurrection. I want you to hear about that joy that is meant to free you, that is meant to give you a new lease on life, that is meant to open your eyes to a brand new vision, not just a mended vision or a continued vision, of the old, but a brand new vision of not just how God is working in the world, but how God is working in you and through you as well. That is what this story from Acts chapter 8 is about. I'm going to suggest today that this story is about three primary things. It's about the joy of faith, the joy of living with a faith. And then it's about the joy of witnessing to God, to the one who gives us this faith as a gift And then finally, it's about the joy of letting Jesus shine through you. Remember what I said in the beginning today? Your purpose in life is to glorify God. You are a vessel of God's goodness. 
that is meant to be spilled out, poured out, just like that woman poured out that ointment on Jesus out of joy and gratitude. It's meant to be spilled out into the world so that the world can be changed and you can be an agent of it in the world. So here's quickly what happened. Philip was called by the Spirit to intersect with the chariot and the procession back from Jerusalem down to Ethiopia. Do you know how far it is from, let's just say, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, up to Jerusalem? (laughs) It's about 2,400 miles. This guy went one way, 2,400 miles or so right in there, to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem to the temple. And he did it because he's a person of faith. He had heard about God and he had heard about the God who brings new life. And he went to Jerusalem as a man of faith, a eunuch, a a changed man, <laughs> a manipulated man. He was a he was an official of the court of the queen, and the royal family never wanted anybody to find their way, rightly or wrongly, into the royal family, particularly in wrong ways. And so this fellow had been neutered. And here he is, hearing in the Old Testament that he's still included. Even though the purity laws of the Jewish temple were so strict, he still heard enough that he was included. That's a big part of the gospel today. And so he's on his way back to Ethiopia on another 2,000 plus mile trek. And Philip intersects him. And they, in that moment, open up the word of God to each other. The word particularly of Isaiah and the news of Jesus resurrected together so compelled them, so filled them, so energized them that even this eunuch heard in no uncertain terms that he could be baptized, that he could be a child of God in the kingdom of God with no barriers at all. It's the most beautiful story. So let me tell you this first of all. This is where the joy of faith enters. The joy of living a life of faith is this eunuch who would have otherwise been so cast out, so left out, so looked at sideways that he wasn't included. He was included by the word of God, by the promises of grace, and he wanted to be baptized. Think about your own baptism. Most of you, many of you, were baptized when you were little children and didn't even know what was going on. This is the beauty of baptism. This is the joy of faith. It's all about grace. You didn't do anything to bring yourself to baptism in many cases, even maybe most cases. And yet God surrounded you, enveloped you, brought 100% of his love, eternal love, to you. It's called grace. And it was a free gift. In fact, that baptism was just an affirmation of what had happened for you all the way before you were baptized, even before you were born. The psalmist in Psalm 139 says, I was knit together in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The eunuch heard that. He heard that in the scriptures. He heard that somebody even died for him for that reason, so that we would know that even from the moment of our conception, in that sublime, holy burst of life, you became a child of God. You became a creation of God through the love of the Lord of heaven and earth, of the universe. 
and you grew and were nurtured and surrounded by life-giving forces and by love. And you came into this world and your parents brought you to baptism to affirm what God had already been doing long before that. That God had been showing you that you are a child of God and that you now were called into this life to bring glory to this kind of God, the life-giving God. That's what the eunuch and Philip talked about in that chariot next to each other that brought him to baptism. And it's a witness to the joy of living the life of faith. That's the first element of this story that is so profound. Secondly, in this story, our awareness of the joy of witnessing the faith to somebody else is strong. I'll tell you a quick little story. I used to run. I haven't run for a while, and I really need to get back to doing that. But I used to run with a bunch of guys when I served a church in another town. And we always ran two or three of the days of the week at noontime. We went to the YMCA and went out for our run, and then we'd come back and take a shower and get ready and go back to work, go back to our jobs. And one day I got out of the shower, and I was sitting in front of my locker next to a guy who was reading his devotional. And I looked down and asked him about it. And he told me about the devotional. He was just excited. He said, I do this every day. I go on my run, work out. I sit down. I I read my devotion for the day and I get back to the work I have to do and it changes my whole day. And I said, that's really beautiful. I said, I do that in the morning, but I, I really wish I could do that like you do in public so people can see it. And he laughed and we chuckled about it. And I then said, well, what church do you go to? And he told me which church he went to. And I said, oh, I just got done running with my friend Dave who goes to that church and he looked at me with these bright shimmering eyes and he said, oh, I've prayed with Dave many times. I haven't forgotten that story. That was almost 20 years ago now. I've prayed with Dave many times. He was absolutely proud of the faith that he had, the faith that he shared with Dave, the church congregation and family that they belong to, if that doesn't give you joy when you hear that, or even propel you to think about the joy of your own witnessing with each other in your own church or life, then I don't know what gives us joy. Part of the compulsion of this story, part of the propulsion of this story even, is to propel us to be witnesses to other people of our faith in joyful ways. This story is full of joy. Philip, the eunuch, they were filled with joy as they opened up the scriptures and shared the word of God together. So joyful that it brought the eunuch to want to be baptized right then and there. And that joy is meant to be at the heart of our faith and of our witnessing to other people as well. Finally, let me share this third point with you. It's the joy of letting Jesus shine through us. Isn't that exactly what Jesus said? Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The whole point of letting our faith and our joy shine through us is so that others can see it and know God who is to be glorified and who brings glory to this life and to this world. Here's the little story 
A little girl was sitting in church one day. It happened to be All Saints Sunday, and she was looking at the stained glass windows, and the stained glass windows had pictures of the saints in them, St. Matthew, St. Mark, St. Luke, St. John. And the pastor was preaching about saints, and the mother looked down and saw her child just studying these windows. And finally, after church, she looked at her daughter and said, Hey, honey, what were you just thinking about when you were studying those windows? Was it about the saints? And she said, Yes, it was. And she said, well, do you know what a saint is? And the little girl looked at her mom just quickly and intently and said, oh, yes, a saint is someone that the light shines through. A saint is someone that the light shines through. That's the light of Christ, of course, or the light of God. That's the light of grace for the world. It's the light of the kingdom of God that is meant to be a kingdom of inclusion for everybody. It's meant to be a gift of love that people have deep, deep, deep in their hearts for every single breathing human person and soul. It's meant to be a kingdom of healing and openness and growth and repentance and coming back together in reconciliation. It's meant to be a kingdom of forgiveness. All those things that were talked about in the poem today. I praise you for this joy. Too great for words, the poet wrote, that God has given us. So, dear friends, I want you to sit back today and take in a deep breath of the Holy Spirit of God, of the kingdom of God. It is in you. It's been in you from the moment of your conception. This holy life that you are living. God brought you into this world to be a person who brings glory to God, to the God of the universe who gives life to the world over and over and over again. To all of us together, God's people, no one excluded. Dear friends, my love is strong for you, and I'm so grateful that we have been together today to live in the Word of God. Remember that the chief end of your life is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Amen. And now God's Word is alive in us again anew, and we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you 
in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.